I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots.
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey, idiots, welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, a podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance by stumbling over my own words, uh, also by asking ignorant questions. I'm your host. Hi, I'm Jessica Michelle Singleton. I'm a comedian, and I'm an idiot. Uh, I don't know anything. I don't pretend to, and that's why we're here. I like to ask questions and get to the bottom of things, uh, even questions that I think some people would be afraid to ask, because guess what? I sound like an idiot in most of these episodes. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes. And if you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, at Blessed Comedy. No, at Blessed Podcast. <laughs> wow, I can't even name my own podcast. That's how ignorant I am. You can also follow me at JMS Comedy on Twitter and Instagram for lots of fun stuff and lists me going um and making weird swallowing sounds into a microphone. Uh, you can also go to facebook.com slash Jessica Michelle Singleton to see what's up with me. Jessica Michelle Singleton. All one word. Three words, but all smushed together. You get it. My guest this week is Danny Fernandez, an amazing writer and comedian who I have known for a few years, and we talk about chronic illness. We both have autoimmune disorders, and we have gone through the ups and downs of trying to get those diagnosed and what it's like dealing with that and different healing processes and and the system being a pain in the ass and just the nightmare questions and things people say to you when they're trying to be helpful but that are totally awful. So it's uh, it's nice for you to listen to in case you know anyone who's chronically ill because you could be saying uh, really stupid fucked up things. It's a little bit longer than normal, uh, two hours-ish almost, uh, but uh, lots of good information, good conversation. We have some laughs. Uh, we also uh, just share a lot of info that I think is important. Uh, unfortunately, autoimmune disorders, diseases, Jesus, uh, they they tend to be, they tend to be, they seem to be on the rise. So um, there's a good chance you know someone or you will know someone who has one. So it's good info to have. Uh, we talk about brain fog and how it messes with our cognitive abilities, as you can hear right now with me trying to put words together um, and how frustrating that can be. Uh, so, you know, and we talk about things that have worked for us, things that don't. <clears throat> so if you have one, listen, you might learn something new that you didn't find on Google or get from an unsolicited message from someone who tells you about their grandma who also has arthritis because they don't understand that that's different than the arthritis you have or whatever. Uh, anyway, I ramble on. So here we go. Without further ado, here is my podcast with Danny Fernandez. Let's talk about, uh... I don't know. I guess like cr- chronic illness, which just sounds mm-hmm. like such a like, brr, brr, here we go. Yeah. And autoimmune disorders. I figured right. most of my episodes, I do like really dumb questions, but I feel like maybe we can just talk about like, like maybe go through your what history of is illness. Yeah. What, <laughs> what do you mean? You're ill. What's like, like the, the dumb questions we get. Cause I know like, um, or yeah, just, what, 
I mean, can't you take a pill for, I feel like that's the dumbest question. Or did you, or no, here's what I feel like you probably get to is, well, I Googled on, uh, have you tried? No, sir. This has affected my entire life the last three years. And I never thought to Google it. Yeah. No, it's the stupidest fucking thing ever. People, I still have friends who will see commercials for like Humira. (laughs) And they're like, have you tried this? Have you, this thing that is all over the TV and every ad in the magazine that I read, um, have you? you thought to try this ever and you're like yeah no no it never, i mean it's the same thing with like when when people are depressed and they're like have you tried just not <laughs> being, being depressed yeah it's like just be happy and you're like oh is it that happiness easy? is a choice you guys happiness is a choice no um my favorite <laughs> is weed have you uh, um i don't know if you've tried um weed but i feel like that might cure all your problems someone actually wrote me that sorry no her dog is like trying to get in on the combo she's licking my face she's excited by our excitement um come here molly um yeah somebody actually wrote me and was like hey i don't know if you've tried um uh tried pot before but i feel like it could cure the majority of your symptoms the majority no yeah my brother was the same ways and he's like i've been like a weed man his whole life. Like he's always been that weird person. It's like, Oh, you gotta have this strain and not that strain, which is oh, like, shut oh, up. Yeah. But as soon as like I told him I had rheumatoid arthritis, uh, he like texted me. He's like, Hey, I have some really good news for you about your arthritis. <laughs> Give me a call. Give me a call. And I called him. He's like, yeah, you can get medicinal marijuana now. And I was like, that bit. <laughs> thank you. That's your, that's, that's your, your advice. That's your, Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know if you get this too. Well, I guess we would come back to that. Well, no, let's do this. I um, do you get people who, when you talk about <laughs> Molly, come here. Sorry, it's she's fine. All I probably just here. have like fish breath or something. She's like, "What's going on over here?" Um, come here, you guys. I don't want to admit how much I'm just like I'm gonna kiss this dog instead of interviewing she, you. She, her, ma- she's probably cleaner than most of the men that we know. So there you go. By the way, I'm here with Danny Fernandez. Didn't even <laughs> introduce you. Um, amazing comedian, writer just amazing person thank you um i'll we, also say your name in the intro when, i pre-recorded when we, now molly's moved over to me i forgot when we originally met but I, I don't know how long it was i think it was on a cast with was, was it? it eric myers movie podcast oh shit and you're, you had a banana you're, your memory is good no Bitch, I, you're talking about how bad your memory is and like i i did have a, a banana. it's weird that i like remember that but then i'll be in the middle of bits on stage that i've been doing yeah. for three years and i'm like Ugh. terrifying yeah where my brain just blanks and i'm like oh it's been happening a lot lately and i'm like mm-hmm. this is scary yeah uh one time i was on stage couldn't rem- i couldn't even remember where i was shrugged my shoulders and walked off <laughs> <laughs> you're like and um i think i remember i think marcella was there and i think she was like i just can't i remember i was in such a daze and i was like did you did you s- did you see that? And she's like, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Marcella. I was yeah. Like, she was like, yeah, I saw it. I was like, okay. And I just kind of, I was like in such You're a You're like, I'm not day. even sure if this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. I was in, so, I don't even know if still, if it happened, might've been in my dream, but, um, yeah, I definitely have the memory issue. Um, mine is more, yeah, mid sentence. Yeah. My blood like I feel like sh- a crazy like old just, person. Yeah. Do you feel like it, your blood sugar correlates to that? I think it is my blood sugar. Cause it maybe that's something I need to, to figure out. Oh man. When you and I met, I did, I was eating a banana because that was my go-to for my blood sugar. Yeah. You were like, oh, I have to have snacks all the time. You said that and you're like, yes. yeah, I just like went through this. I think you were at the beginning of my stuff. Yeah. 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 Well, t- l- well, let's, let's start, let's go there. Like what kind of like triggered it? What started, did you start like, how'd you, uh, 
so I started to, yeah, my, my blood sugar started crashing a lot. And what you don't really, I, I think um, this happened to Rick Ingram too, is that he didn't, like he said he passed out, like he was packing for. Oh, before he knew he was diabetic. Yes. And you have no idea what's going on because you don't know. Like now it seems like, of course your blood sugar was crashing. But, but you're just like. If you've Ooh. never dealt with it before and you just pass out <laughs> you're like what the fuck happened i think he said that he passed he was packing for a trip and he passed out in his luggage like <laughs> his girlfriend who's now his wife just found him like face down in his clothes and i kind of was having something similar where i wasn't passing out but i just would dr- everything about me would drop like like my face would drop like uh, my energy would drop my memory and I couldn't when your blood sugar drops it feels like you're having a stroke where um, you can't formulate sentences yes you can't think and you can't actually put together words to oh now my brain mouth. is like this is a blood I'm thinking of me and I'm like yeah. this is a blood sugar issue yeah and so that was happening to me a lot and then also it coincided with my hair falling out. Oh yeah. Um, that was like, and I fucking hate, here's the thing about friends. If you're a friend, be fucking honest <gasps> with your friend. When people are like, no, you look fine. Yeah. Is, I'm no, like, it doesn't look, you're like, there's a chunk me. of my hair missing. And yeah. Like, that it doesn't, seems normal to me. My mom, like I had one time where like part of my face was swollen <laughs> and I sent a picture to my mom and she was like, you're a beautiful girl. You, I'm like, mom, that's not what I'm you're fucking like, this asking This isn't a fat you. complex. Like yeah. I think there's something wrong. <laughs> I'm like, mom, you're my mother. You're supposed to like be like, no, I think you should see a doctor. Right. And um, I remember going into the doctors and them being like, I was at fucking Cedar Sinai and um, they were like, uh, you have you have body image issues. I'm like, I do. That's separate. Yeah, um, you're like, this there's is really something like, happening. Yeah, there's something going on. And I remember I threw up. Um, and half of my face went down. I threw up and like fluid <laughs> from my face. And the nurse was like, why didn't you come in here sooner? You're like, like, I don't know, because you, you guys- shamed me. Exactly. Which I think happens a lot. It does happen a lot. And so what ended up happening was a lot of things. My antibodies basically had been triggered. And um, now, so when I eat certain foods, my face swells up. My throat will swell. Oh, wow. Um, my tongue will swell. Um, so that was what was happening there. <laughs> Molly, come here. Come here. Come here. She's just in love to, with me. She is in love with you. I have you. to accept it. I will tell you that she normally has a thing for dudes. I th- I will tell you that I think I'm a dude. Okay. I'm I not, don't want to say that out loud. I never want to get into you. gender dynamics with people because I'm like, I just don't really identify with gender in general. And if I was going to be picky about it, I'd probably be like, yeah, maybe I'm a man. Like, yeah. She's normally all over guys. So... It might I've also be been staying in a hovel with a bunch a of men. male comedians, yeah. so I probably just have Smell. some weird male comic you over on me. You have the like, testosterone emanating from you. Yeah, you know, Connor is just like a barrel of testosterone. Yeah. He just he he marked you. He just urinated on you before you left and went right. out for the I day. feel like she would come up to me before Connor is like the <laughs> dynamic that he and I have. Um, so yeah, so anyways, that's what that was what was happening to me. And and my hair was falling out and it was so obnoxious to hear from people like, you look fine. I'm like, no, there's patches of my hair. Yes, on. I had the same thing where it's like, no, it's like there's chunks missing. And they're like, I think it's just, and well, with me, I had friends like, I think it's just like really blonde. And I was like, <laughs> oh, and, and because I dye my hair so much, people are like, well, you know, you dye your hair a lot. And so I was like, then I get in my head, I'm like, oh, maybe it is just because I dye my hair a lot. Right. I'm like, but why is it falling out in this chunk? Yeah. <laughs> like, with doctors, it was always 
I, I think you're just stressed. And I'm like, well, I'm uh, yeah, I'm stressed because my body is freaking out and my hair is falling out. I don't out. know what's happening. And, and, I, and I'm passing scary. out. Yeah, and I don't know what's going on. So for me, I was I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's like about three years ago. And that's when your antibodies eat away at your thyroid. And my thyroid is enlarged and has nodules basically from like the tissue being eaten away. Just eaten away, yeah, yeah. And your thyroid controls like your heart rate, your energy, your hair so it, much I control so much and I was having issues with my heart where I kept having palpitations and it was really low and so I did all of these tests with a cardiologist and it would like oh, drop wow. into the 30s which people are like so is that like is that like low and I'm like yeah it's like 30 away from dead yeah basically that's really fucking low that's terrifying yeah it's terrifying and plus when your heart rate slows down like that everything in your body slows down so you're just like slow moving yeah yeah my blood pressure got really low and Mm -hmm. it kept like for a long time doctors would just be like like i you know you do the nurse stuff before you see the doctor and they're always like huh right that's interesting and i'd be like what should should i be worried about it like i don't know so you so maybe you, mention it to a doctor. Do you run a lot? Yeah, I like, never run. Yeah, they're like, oh, you probably, you probably like work out a lot, and I'm like, yeah, sure. What if, and then I'll be like, I don't know, do I work? And then <laughs> then I get all like, oh, I mean, well, like I went I, up the steps. The I did day. hike like four months ago. So okay, let me <laughs> let me like 30s is like uh, fucking Lance Armstrong level so i'm like no i'm not i'm not you're doing like, like a tour no. de france like i'm not that's the level that you're at to have like 30 he had like a resting like 30 yeah to have a resting crazy. in the 30s is is someone that is like an olympic you're like athlete. no my heart is just having trouble right. getting going yeah and if you think about it so it's only pump it's pumping at half the speed it should be so the rest of the blood isn't really pumping through the rest of my body and that so includes course, my yeah. brain yeah so it was a lot how long um, did it take from the point that you started noticing symptoms to getting even that diagnosis? What was that like? Uh, probably about a year. Yeah. Probably about a year. It was actually my gynecologist that I was like, I'm so tired. And he was like, of course, let's check your iron. And then he was like, okay, this is crazy. Your gynecologist was the person to be like, let's look, let's, let's check your, because it's very common in women to have Hashimoto's. So he was like, let's just check your thyroid. And a lot of times they'll check your thyroid, but not, your antibodies. And for some reason he did. He wow. decided I'm going to check here and see if you have Hashimoto's. What and a great doctor. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't the best gynecologist, but great at finding. Great at finding this one thing. Yeah. Great at finding. I never went Terrible back to Terrible at swabbing Terrible, my pus. Yeah. But. <laughs> Terrible about everything else. Um, in fact, because when I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, he was like, well, great thing because uh, you can just uh, eat two Brazil nuts a day and you'll be fine. You'll You're get like, your selenium. Oh, that this way. guy's nuts! Right? Yeah, two Brazil nuts. That's a, day. a common thing. You can look up eating two Brazil nuts. People think that that's like, oh, then you'll get your selenium and you'll be good to go. Are they? I mean, it's probably. I don't even know what a Brazil nut is. I'm assuming it's like, well, it's probably not bad for you to do it. Yeah, but yeah, but it's not going to cure. It doesn't a aff- disease. Yeah, like, it's not going to make your antibodies go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just eat two Brazil nuts a day. Just eat two Brazil nuts. Never went back to him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for like, finding my Got Hashimoto's. what I needed. Thanks. Got what, my, what I needed. Now I see a naturopathic doctor, um, which I highly nice. recommend for people that have autoimmune issues. Yeah. Well, you know, see, that's what I've always been on the fence about with, um, not about doctors like that, but when doctors aren't quick to diagnose something, 
it's frustrating. But then there is a part of me that's like, well, I also don't want a doctor who's like, it's this, take these pills. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's interesting. We're like, it, it could just be stress, but it's like, well, let's like keep looking, like let's do right. tests and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I had a, my most recent doctor before I was like, oh, I suddenly I can't afford to pay for this insurance that yeah. I thought I could pay for. Yeah. She was great. Cause she, she recommended also like natural, like, oh, okay. go see this person. She's like, have you tried, you know, acupuncture could help with some of the symptoms right. and just a whole spectrum of things, which I appinciated. Um, so do you only go to a naturopathic? Is Here's that the, the thing. How you He's say? a naturopathic MD, which is my favorite because he can prescribe medicine if he needs to. And I do. So have he a knows the like science yes. stuff. He's not just like a crazy man in a hut. Right. Who's like put on this sage, which, which I'm not against. I was at the point where I think I like tweeted out like I will see a voodoo witch doctor. Yeah, you get. You're like I don't care. I will see anyone. Sorry, is Molly? Molly? She's totally I, fine. Oh, are you sure? I can yeah. put her away. And I want a dog so bad. What this if is, she's like one of those things where the animals can tell when you're sick? Yeah, she probably she's is. Just she's over. just like a sage. Yeah. I just start seizing in the chair. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's, it's She definitely fine. comes over when I'm crying. So she comes over by me every day. I had a roommate with a cat like that. And I was like, this cat knows I'm depressed. Yeah, of course. And it's embarrassing, honestly. Yeah, yeah. They pick up on I, it. Like, I'm fine. Um, so yeah, so I have support. a naturopathic MD. So he can, <clears throat> he prescribes me drugs and gives me um more holistic things so i take both nice um and with holistic things does he just say go buy this or are there like special holistic things only sometimes he carries them most of the time they're on amazon yeah i found a lot of stuff on amazon yeah Uh, thank goodness for amazon yeah most of the things i can get on there they are really fucking expensive i will say that seeing a naturopathic doctor is absurd because you're like oh cool so i have to spend three hundred dollars to see you yeah but then you think about it 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 adds up like the amount that you would see a regular doctor and not get better. Yeah, like going in every time and paying like if if you're and they're like is we like don't know. Yeah, and keep going in every single time and having them not know then or just fork over the three hundred to see someone who is actually going to actively try and get you like better, get you results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be a great like nonprofit, I think, to start or like some sort of like subsidy. So pe- more people can go to doctors like that. There's a couple of ones um, that you can Google and look up. Like they sometimes have grants for sick people. Uh, are you sick? <laughs> Here's money. I'm laughing, but I'm going to immediately Google this yeah, when I leave I here. Think I'm like, I posted once in our, um, so I don't know if I can say, we, I, oh, go ahead. we have like a, I mean, it's your discretion. <laughs> we, we have a women's autoimmune group where we vent that I created because I needed a space without creepy dudes where I could talk about my health. Yeah, and, and without people going like, Are have, you, you, have you tried right, this? Exactly, yeah, yeah. My mom has that. Do you get that, by the way, where people will just tell you stories of like other people that are like, I had a friend who had Lyme disease and... And you're like, and what? And they're like, oh, she's dead. And you're like, oh, why would you say that to all me? the goddamn time. It's always like, my well, my aunt has Hashimoto's and she's fine. I'm like, cool. How, your aunt is like 400 pounds losing her hair. Like, let me see this. <laughs> she's but fine. It's, so, it's, it's just like, <laughs> it's so true. I'm like, someone will be like, oh, well, I just take a pill and I'm fine. Like, congratulations. Call me in 20 years when you're not. Because odds are, if you have an autoimmune disorder, you're one, probably going to get another autoimmune disorder. Or two, if you're not taking care of your yourself it's just gonna keep adding up and it's like we are all different i'm so tired everyone's of, body is so different yeah i'm so tired of people like well i just take a pill and i'm fine I'm like cool congrats you're part of the 
like that doesn't work for it. You're part of the minority. Yeah. It's like good for you. I'm happy that it worked. That's great. Yeah. And it's like, and if I could find a pill that just made it go away, like, of course. Great. Yeah. Don't you think that I want to do that? Like, too? I'm not, I'm not refusing pills. Yeah. I'm not like a Jehovah's witness over here. Like, no, not I'll taking medicine, dipping myself in this holy water and I'll be fine. <laughs> I'll just keep spending $400 at a Lyme doctor. Um, no, I, yeah, I definitely get that a lot. And, um, I interrupted you. There was something about the Facebook group. Our Facebook group. Yeah, I created it. And there was still, I was like, you know, I want to create a community for women to openly be able to, we talk about sex in there. I'm like, I can't fucking like do this position because I have cysts on my ovaries. Like what is the best? I have no energy. (laughs) Well, I feel like I post really private things. Well, it's great. Like, you know, as long as you don't have any rogue, uh, rogue people like no, this upsets me or like yeah. screenshotting yeah stuff. screenshotting and sharing about my sex life um <laughs> but it was so funny because when i created it i was like you know if any women out there that have autoimmune issues want to join and of course some fucking guy was like i wish equality really meant equality like i wish you know like i i i have an autoimmune disorder and i'm not allowed in your group make your own group make idiot. your own fucking group i made the make group. a men's group where you can cry about how you can't cry yeah, or how <laughs> you probably can't get it up from your medicine whatever i don't give a shit but i made the group because i saw a hole that needed to be filled yeah I, I and saw, i couldn't fill it because of the cyst on my ovaries and I, <laughs> I saw a hole and or i saw like i i want to be able to talk about this in, in a safe private. space yeah, yeah it's without, like i don't want to share it with men yeah exactly yeah there's like things that like men don't well, understand also we talk about like our yeah it's not just period but, but it's like you know my tits or this and that like things that are affected by my autoimmune disorder and I don't want to share it with random male comics yeah I don't want it time. to be sexualized when I'm like ah oh, yeah yeah my yeah. boobs hurt and it's like oh titties and yeah great good or I didn't want some guy to be like hey I know you're not feeling good so uh if oh you want to I can pick up some groceries for there's you there's anything I can ever do at two in the morning and you're like yeah there's Literally nothing you could ever do. Yeah. In fact, if this starts to kill me, <laughs> I hope it takes Go me ahead. just so I never want to have to see your messages again. Yes. Oh, God. Can I will you- say sometimes I wish that I could. This is a horrible dark place that I'm probably going to talk to my therapist about. But there's a I lot of times places. I wish that I could give my illness to other people. Where you're like, I, well, it's like there's sometimes where I'm like, like there's a part of me. It's like I wouldn't wish this on anybody. But then I'm like, I yeah, wish I that you could like feel my body like what yeah. i feel for one day right because it's like and you know people mean well and i and i've gotten okay about not getting frustrated when people say things that i'm like they're like yeah you know i'm pretty tired too oh, long God. day and i'm like N- i not yeah yeah my you, you stayed up drinking <laughs> i slept for 12 hours and, and i still, still can't, in pain yeah and yeah. i can't get out of bed the yeah. fatigue mm-hmm. does that get to you sometimes like it does so that I have caffeine to like an unhealthy amount. I feel like it's the only just thing. Just to function. Just to function. Yeah. Yeah. I like, in, I, I lie to myself and I'm like, one of these days I'm going to give up caffeine and I'm like, I'll never get out of bed. Yeah. The other day I was like, today's the day. And I think I got up and I had like a smoothie and then I went back to bed. My whole day was like a smoothie and I forgot that I hadn't have caffeine, didn't have caffeine. And I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I still have trouble with the fatigue where mentally i still beat myself up and instead of going oh Oh, i have this disorder it's fatigue i'm like i'm a lazy piece of shit yeah well you know um i'm sure there are comics listening that don't have any and they just are lazy piece of shit (laughs) 
and that's fine, you know? And they do sleep in all the time. But um, I will say another thing that happens with when you have chronic illness is your whole, everything is kind of depressed and that's yes. including your brain. And that took me forever to figure out that a lot of the energy spent in my body is spent trying to fight this fucking infection, yeah. this fucking illness. And so a lot of that energy is not going to things like, you know, being able to work out or even being happy. Like my brain, one of my doctors did say Hashimoto's and depression kind of go hand in hand. Yes. And I agree with a lot of chronic illness that depression goes hand in hand, not only from the effects like, Oh, I'm too tired to get out of bed, but physically like inside your body, biologically it's affecting your brain's ability to be normal. Yeah. I learned that about, um, I mean, I've been, are like depressed for God knows how long or as a therapist once said you're not depressed you've had a terrible life normal emotional response and I'm like okay good uh but like when I read about how RA has a direct Mm -hmm. I feel like they're like literally like when your body attacks your joints it releases a chemical and that causes depression it was like it's not really relief because you're like well I'm it's not going to cure anything knowing that, but it makes you feel a little less like crazy or yeah. like, like, Oh, it's all correlated. You feel a little validated and like, okay, yeah, this is not only like I'm trying my best to not be depressed and it's still an issue. Yeah. It's not something that you're just like fabricating in your mind or yeah. something. Cause that was a hard thing for me. Um, it took me a long time to even like go to the doctor to get diagnosed. Cause I, I just sort of grew up in a like, pull up your bootstraps, like mm-hmm. sort of house. And also my mom constantly called me a hypochondriac when I was a kid. She's like, you're a hypochondriac. I'm like, okay, but my, my head is hurting me. Yeah. And so, okay, but I'm actually bleeding. I don't, yeah. uh, I started having joint pain in high school and rub I'm like some dirt on it. Yeah. And I was like, there's something wrong with me. I think there's something wrong with my joints. And she's like, well, you play sports. You're fine. Put some icy hot on it. <laughs> so I'd just be walking around with like blazing icy hot arms. And I'm like, they still hurt. And now they're burning. <laughs> and like, I had the mentality of like, it's just in your head. Fresh. It was like a long time. I was like, it's in your head. Like it's in your head. You're being crazy. Yeah. So it was a relief to go to a doctor and have them go like, Oh, this isn't normal. Right. Yeah. Cause I, I remember going when I first like started getting diagnosed, I like offhandedly, I was at the doctor for something else. Like I had a cold and like a swollen lymph node in my armpit that had Mm -hmm. been there for a while. And I was like, this is probably fine, but like, it's kind of painful. So I just was like, let me go check back in the days when you had insurance and could just (laughs) go check things at the doctor. Uh, And I was like, also I have like this joint pain (laughs) and they're like, well, and I was like, it's probably not any more like than any, anyone else my age. And they're like, people your age don't have joint pain. Exactly. and I, I literally was like, I honestly just thought people were walking around all secretly in pain. In pain. <laughs> like I was like, I just thought a part of life was that we're all in pain. Yeah. Yes. I think, I think that's so funny because dating Mark, I've seen someone that doesn't have depression is happy and is not in pain. And I'm like, yeah. well, I don't understand why you're in comedy. I don't know what you have to talk about. Yeah, you're like, why but, are you here? Yeah, why are you, you're happy with your life? He actively is happy. And I'm like, are, I still don't quite believe him. He is so happy. He's so happy. Yeah, he actually sat in at a therapy session of mine. I was like, I think oh, maybe that's my, nice. Yeah, I was like, maybe this will help because he doesn't quite understand depression. And he sat in and he was just like, oh, I'm just a happy guy. Like I just, and I'm like, okay, he actually, actually is happy. Mark, have you turned on the news at all? Like you're waiting for him to crack you're like what's going on yeah he is one of those people that's always so nice that i'm like there's something do i have something he wants like i was like (laughs) i I was like i don't i can't help you yeah are you trying to get booked uh, yeah i was like i don't have a show or anything on my podcast he's just so friendly nice um no i maybe it's like genetic probably because i do think there's a even aside from like the autoimmune stuff affecting depression i really think there's definitely like a genetic component to me like too your mental health for yeah. sure but yeah. then that's also arguably 
No, I listened to this um, on um, This American Life. The nice. last episode, they were talking about these two people that were switched at birth and how one, this girl, she was just wow. so happy in a family that was really serious, really unhappy. And it was just, it was interesting that she grew up and was like bright and she was a cheerleader and her whole family was like nerds with glasses and like played in band and like, and how she was different. And that's her original family was like that. Was like that. And even though she at birth, was put, accidentally put into this other family she still grew up to be like this happy-go-lucky always making jokes that's amazing right? isn't that interesting though that's so fascinating because i also always wonder like how much nature suppresses like how someone would naturally be yeah no, not nature nurture they were like she whatever. doesn't fit in here and then when she met her original family they were all like her like, they're just, just it's like a cheerleading and, squad yeah, it's like a cheerleader. and then when the, <laughs> so the opposite the other oh, girl a that, terrible family the other girl <laughs> yes the other girl that got put into her family was like uh dark really hair like a loser um no she was quieter nerdier like very serious she took everything seriously and that fit in with her family it was just so interesting that they Must couldn't have been break so that. weird for the families to just be like i mean i guess that's like cathartic to be like oh oh that's what happened because you're like I don't know. This kid's just yeah. kind of different than the rest of us. Right. Them. This kid is suicidal since she was six. They're, all um, of our kids play chess except for this one who cartwheels across the house. <laughs> yeah. So I do feel like it's partly genetic. Um, maybe. That, it's like you can't. It's like you can't escape it. Yeah. So happiness isn't a choice, guys. It's partly genetic. I still have like I've I read all those like self help books and like the power of now and I have moments where I try to be like. It just in the heat of a, like a heavy depressive episode where I like I'm like I can choose to be happy, right? <laughs> I'm like I'm happy. I'm- <laughs> I'm, That's I'm- the worst trying to force. I know. I just um, I I joke a lot about depression and like suicide Same. and stuff because I survived a suicide attempt like four years ago, yes. and it's so funny on Twitter because I was joking about like. It was like my therapist and and she was like, have you tried to harm yourself before? And I was like, only when I read the YouTube, the YouTube, YouTube comments. comments. That was such a funny yes, tweet. Only when I read YouTube comments. And um, I think it's my pinned tweet and somebody responded and was like, this depression is- isn't a joke and self-harm isn't a joke. And I'm like, self-harm is a joke to me, someone who tried to commit suicide. When people critique jokes of mine like that, I've had people try to go in on jokes like... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Just like, you know, like there's just trigger words. Like I've said, like rape in a joke or something, which I shouldn't, I don't know. Someone's triggered now. But like when people are like, how can you say this? And I'll respond like, don't like, don't tell me how to cope with my yeah, issues. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was like, I, it's, it helps me. Right. Like, this is the one, comedy is the one form that I feel like I have power over depression. Yes. And I feel like I'm able, cause now I'm writing on a show and I'm like, I'm able to 
uh, fucking make money off of being sad. Like, let me have that. You're like, let me have this. Let me fucking have it. It's the only thing that I have. I like, can't get rid of the sadness. And now I found a way to right. function with it. Yeah, exactly. And even that, some, even some days, like comedy, I feel like isn't enough. Like how a lot of people are like, oh, comedy is therapy. I'm like, well, therapy is therapy. Like, yeah. I actually need real therapy. Yeah. You know, like, like, and I feel like therapy has helped me be a better writer because it's moved at times like it's moved my depression from being debilitating to creative to like workable we're like i'm depressed but i can function i can use this in something not i can't even fucking get out of bed because oh, that's when like you, the darkest it's the state. worst when like when you can't even make a joke about it like right when it stops, when you can't be, the ability yes. to make it funny is yes. like i agree yeah it's almost I, I think that's the thing comics worry about too is like if they stop teetering on that line like it's like oh if i get if i get too happy right which i don't know i think if i i don't know because i've never been so happy, happy. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not like i'm just too I happy relate i've definitely gotten to a place where i'm like okay with life and like i would say a happy on a grand scale of com- comparing yeah. myself to like previous right times but like i think if you've experienced depression even if you get outside of it you you've been in it so you still have the capacity to write about it yeah, I think. I think so too. And I think that there are like, you know, I look at Mark and even comics like Josh Gunnelman, who I think was listed as like one of the happiest comedians. And it's like, well, they're really successful. Yeah. And they are really funny. And I don't relate to them at all. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> and I don't relate to an audience that that is happy, but that works for some, there are some people out there and it works for them. And yeah. so I think just leaning into leaning into whatever you are. I think, I think that's the, the best way to like be successful with comedy is like just fully leaning into being yourself. And then because yeah, we're all different, but there's things about all of us that like people can relate to. Right. So it's like, you'll find your audience instead of trying to be like, I'm going to be the, the comedian that does this. Right. Be yourself. And someone will be like, Oh, you do that too. Yeah. Or I can't even imagine Mark talking about being depressed because it's so not genuine to him. Yeah, It would just be like, so I'd be like, shut up. (laughs) You're (laughs) full of shit. Yeah. (laughs) well yeah i find that i don't know if you find this with like i'll do material on depression and it's like some people don't laugh because they're like but then bad for you you can always tell who suffers or has suffered with depression because they fucking love it yes because it's i mean it's the things we laugh at the hardest i think are stuff things we relate to yeah people are like oh shit like yeah i know that feeling and it is funny like i wrote about i couldn't i tried to kill myself like everything I w- I sucked at everything. <laughs> I tried to kill myself and I fucking sucked at killing, killing myself. myself. Yeah, like, me that's too. That's funny. I couldn't even fucking do it. Like I couldn't even do it right. I woke up and I'm like, oh fuck. Yeah, I, I, go, even, uh, I am again? the most, I couldn't even take my own life right. Like were you, so when you did the, if you don't mind talking about it, were you, uh, was this while you were going through like chronic illness stuff or before? Um, kind of. So I was dealing with low and en- I was dealing with like horrifically low energy. I think my hair was falling out, but this was before I was diagnosed. Okay. And I was depressed and I was also going through a divorce. Oh yeah. yeah I forget so- that you were married. <laughs> I've lived a life. Oh man. I've lived a whole life. A life. You know, who's lived life with me is fucking Molly. I was going to say it was Molly's probably been Molly there for all of it. Molly is 10 years old. So Molly has been through. She's like, I've seen thing. all sides of Danny. She's seen men. She's had a lot of daddies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I was going through a divorce and 
it was awful. And yeah, I just, I took sleeping pills, um, which is kind of like when you think of sleeping, I mean, it is the most common way for women to take their lives, but it's also kind of like, it's such a feminine way to, it's such a feminine way. And it's also just kind of like, uh, am I going to die? Let's chance it. Like Like, type of thing where Where it's like, like, if not, I'll get some nice rest. Yeah. If not, I'll be hospitalized. Um, and probably have my stomach pumped, but at least then I can maybe get someone to notice my right, sadness. Right. <laughs> I, here's another thing that I hate. I hate when people are like, yeah, well, they just they just try to kill themselves for attention. And you're like, like suicide is literally a cry for help. Yeah. It's literally a cry you're for like, help. You're like, yeah, they need attention. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It That's means so that weird. things were so awful in their life that they wanted it. Because like, I forgot the when Chris Brown was like, Oh yeah, so she was, he was talking about some girl. I forgot who it was, and he was like, "Yeah, well, she just did it for attention." I'm like, "Yeah, bitch!" Like he, she fucking tried to kill herself because because I think she like cheated on her boyfriend or something. But yeah. I'm like, "Yeah." And what's so weird when people are like, anytime someone's like, they just want attention. It's like, just give people attention. Yeah, life is, is it gonna hurt you? Awful. Like it's yeah. hard. Yeah, life is fucking awful. Just let them. You know, sometimes people do need it. Yeah, but um. Yeah, so I so I unsuccessfully. Here's the thing. I um I was taken to the hospital without shoes. And here, <laughs> and, and and the hospital they don't just have shoes. No, uh, do they so, have weird hospital slippers? No, or like they a didn't psych give horse? me shoes. I left with no barefoot. shoes. I walked out barefoot. You're like, the hospital. you're like, well, I'm feeling mentally more healthy <laughs> and you have no shoes on. Yes. Um, that's, that is one thing I remember is walking out of walking out of the hospital barefoot. And oh I'm, my God. I'm sure I'm not the only one. But, oh, I'm um, sure that's other there been people who just, yeah, I'm sure they're like, no, you know what? You don't get it. You didn't, you didn't die. You don't get the shoes. Also shoes have um, laces. We don't need to try anything. Else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm just thinking about earlier when I was like, oh, maybe I am a man. Cause your dog likes me. I tried to hang myself and I'm like, that's such a manly thing. And I tried to do it in this like brass shower. I had like a shower that came in. The whole thing just like bent. was like, did it fall down? Yeah. yeah. And then I like literally (laughs) just told my landlord, I was like, I don't know what happened. I just turned on the water and that's hilarious. the whole thing broke i mean i'm such a like fucking psychopath that like it didn't you work. have this like choker like this belt yeah. mark around your neck and then i was like uh <laughs> i like i like just sat in the bathtub for a while because i was like oh whatever and then i went to an open mic because i'm a crazy <laughs> person i was like i was like well i guess i just have You're to, keep- to hang yourself there <laughs> and then i was like yeah i know just like oh, i'm just gonna emotionally hang myself at the sunset grill I was just like, well, I guess I just have to keep going. And then I talked about it on stage and I lost, I may have recorded it. I have no idea, you know, where that goes. But then a notorious open micer who is a homeless person came up to me. Uh, Like, do you know Jem? Maybe. He's just, uh, yeah, very nice guy, but just, you know, like always homeless, crazy hair. I think at the time he was like living in his car with another homeless person. He came up to me and he's like, man, that was deep. Great stuff. And I was like, thanks. And he's like, I just want you to know it gets better. And I was like, (laughs) oh "Oh, no, oh no, this homeless heroin addict just told me it gets better. This is, this is troubling. You know, (laughs) yes. Um, I don't know. So do you ever like go so, cause you know, we're in like the entertainment like industry where it's like, everything has to be big and exciting. And sometimes I'll go, I fucking went into CVS and I'm like, 
this this depresses me coming in here. But what if these people are happy, like doing what they're doing, and I'm fucking miserable because yeah. I have to constantly compete with people in my industry, and I'm never going to be happy, right? And maybe people who aren't doing this are actually happy. I think about that because for the longest time, like I would think about my friends with like kids, and I'd be like, ugh, right? Just gave up the dream for the old. <laughs> and then like I, it take, took a long time for me to go like, oh, like maybe that's their dream, right? Right. Well, and it is because it's like. Even if you try to like stay in the pocket and be like, I'm just going to work because I, I can, I, I do comedy like for the art of it. And like, I just like stand up. And I actually recently realized that I was like, oh, I'm, I'm doing this for me. Like, I was, yeah. like I'm on stage and I'm like, if the people in the crowd are onto it, into it, like, great. great. That Cherry helps me survive. Top. Cherry but, on the top. And I didn't, it didn't even occur to me until recently that I was like, oh, this is like a hundred percent. Like I need this. Right. Yeah. But like, and I, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty good at like not worrying about the industry things, but then like you hang out with your friends and people oh, are like, so-and-so so is doing this. Did you hear about this? Oh, are you submitting for this? And then you get in your head and you're like, should I be? Should I, right. I'm not doing enough. I have to, mm-hmm. I, I have a pilot. I, I can do sketches. I have, right. I have crazy wigs. And you're just like, <laughs> I can do weird voices. Like I have 12 podcasts. Yeah. 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 And it just gets. I, I always say that like if I lived anywhere else and I was doing anything, I'd probably be 20 pounds heavier and like a hundred percent happier. Cause probably. I'd be like, who cares? Yeah. I probably would be, but, um, but I'm not, yeah. and I'm here. I never will be. This is a thing that I say often. I feel like in our autoimmune group, because a lot of the women in there, they are doing comedy and they are performing a lot. And sometimes they just need to vent like, Hey, I'm producing this show and I can't like, and I like, for me, it's like, Oh cool. I threw up before my audition and like just sitting in there knowing like, okay, sure. Some of the women threw up, um, because they wanted to, I threw up because like, my body is fucking, yeah. My antibiotics for Lyme disease and stuff made me throw up before. And this is so unfair. And sometimes I'll sit in the before an audition and I'll sit there and I'm like, this is so unfair that I have to be sick and you guys aren't doing this sick because I feel like the town is hard enough. I feel like it's like hard enough if you're hundred percent healthy. Yeah. People can't make it in our town healthy and we're trying to do it. Sick. It's just like a setback. And so I have to go to therapy for that. I have to talk to my therapist because I don't want to be bitter and I don't want to get angry. And get it's angry. Like it's, you have no idea how lucky you have it. Yeah. And I see, you know, a, lo- a lot of times like other, even other women. And I'm like, you don't, fu- you're fucking like tiny, like you're, you're, you have all this energy. And how am I ever going to c- compete with you? You yeah. know, my fucking stomach is swollen. I, ha- I have, you know, like all the shit that you have to go through when you're sick. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Are you on? Okay, so we didn't really. We just sort of like threw lime in there, which yes. is fine. When when did you find out? I found out right before Christmas that I had lime, and it's so funny. Lime was one of the things that people would always write me, like, "Hey, Danny, I think that you have lime." Uh, yeah, no, I get. And, um, I used to get that occasionally too. Yeah. It's like, well, it might be, could be lime. It could be like lime. an article. Lime, like, have you seen this? Yeah, lime gets lime gets thrown out there a lot, as it should. I think it's got a good PR vehicle. Lime has, is one of the <laughs> with Avril Lavigne. Yeah, and, like, it's, it's got a good. It's one of the autoimmune dis- disorders that have like a good spotlight on it yeah it that people does take seriously. finally yes because a lot of times people were not taking and even now doctors don't really take lime seriously and now we've learned if if lime stays in your body it can turn into neurological lime and i Ooh. don't know if you saw nikki glazer had just tweeted last week and <gasps> i saw the tweet she was like i think hey, i retweeted it but i was like yeah I don't she, know. Was, she was like hey um you know have any of you that have long-term lime or chronic lime have have you been able to put it in remission because my friend just needs to talk to somebody because it just it it seems like it's not going to get better basically yeah i saw that and i saw i think i saw 
you responded to yes, her. Yes, I did. And I was like, hey. Because um, I was like, I got to tag you, but then yeah, you already responded. Right, right, I'll just right. retweeting and pages I'm not, I'm, I'm someone who is new. I'm still relatively new to Lyme. I was very aware of it, just being in the autoimmune community. Um, and so you get Lyme relatively you get Lyme from being bit by a tick. A tick. Now, there's a couple of other ways that people are talking about getting Lyme, but the most accepted ways you get bit by a tick. Well, with, um, you know, you can read a bunch of studies and stuff, but basically with the climate change, it seems like there's a lot more ticks that are in season more often. And you're seeing, I can more pinpoint like Lyme. when I would have been bitten by a tick right now. And uh-huh. I'm like, maybe it is Lyme. I'm being maybe. crazy. But here's well, the thing. I talked, not. I talked to my Lyme doctor and she was like, it's so common. She was like, so many people have it. I mean, like, is it, it's probably one of those things where like, I don't know. It's if like it's HPV. Where Everyone it's like has it. Some people are fucked up by it. And right. some people and probably people like, and then it, is it viral? Like, I think, is it something like hypothetically your body could push out and it would go away? It's something that you can get in remission. So you like can HPV? take Lyme antibiotics and if you catch it early enough, it can go in remission. Into remission yeah. and then you'll yeah. be, okay. You'll be fine. So it's kind of just like, we'll see. Or it can totally fuck up your brain. So God. it goes either way. Um, and, uh, oh, not only Avril Lavigne, but like Gigi Hadid. Hadid, or Hadid. Yeah, like I don't know who that is, but Lyme. I know the name. Her sister. Her family. Said, <laughs> yeah, like her sister said she was in bed for like three months with Lyme. And so... Anyways, I will say I had to get on Lyme antibiotics and I lost fucking like 10 pounds and did like two photo shoots. I like was like, I look so fucking good. And I got to take advantage of this. I kept eating and I was like, oh man, everything's just coming right out. It was just (laughs) one in one hole out the other was not gaining weight from anything. Um, and it was great. Yeah. I silver did. lining, you know, silver lining. Kinda I was take advantage so of those moments. my, I work out with a trainer and like the entire year I'd been working out with him. I could not lose weight. Went on these Lyme antibiotics immediately dropped 10 pounds. And there was like a, a like a, a, a weight loss thing going on at the gym. A challenge. They were yes, like, Get a challenge. Me in there. And he was like, man, you should have entered shit. And people were coming up to me like, dude, you've really lost weight. And I was That's like, crazy when people say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's like a high from people being like, I remember one time when I was like in the thick of being sick and also like trying to stick to like a super strict, like autoimmune protocol diet, which I guess we haven't really touched on yet, but like, uh, I was at a festival and I think Steve Trevino was like, Hey, I don't want to be rude. It's none of my business, but like, are you sick? You look very thin. And I'm so <laughs> fucked sick? up that I was like, this is the nicest thing anyone's ever. Yeah. I was like, yes, yes, I am. That's I'm both best, of those things. It's the best compliment. Are you okay? Like you, you look like you've lost a lot. Have I? Oh right? my God. And then I'm like, maybe I'll just let this kill me so I can be thin. And right. I'm like, oh, yep. I live in Hollywood. I'm so fucked up. That you would actually, you'd get cast in, in La La Land or something like that. You'd be so <laughs> tiny. Um, which by the way, when I see Emma Stone, I'm just like her arm is She's so one skinny. of my fingers. Yeah. So, so many of those girls are Anna Kendrick's really skinny. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. They have Lyme. Everyone. <laughs> they all have Lyme. You've heard it here first. Yes. They all I'm have diagnosing Lyme. all of them. Oh, they could, you know, they all have Lyme, you know, given this climate, everyone could have Lyme. Uh, apparently they all only eat limes and yes, they all only have, li- they're on the Lyme diet. You just eat one lime a day and you're like, I'm stuffed. Um, so yeah, so so I have Lyme and that was like one of the, I didn't want to have it because I I consider it the worst chronic illness. Yeah. Um and two of our two, two of our fr- or two women in our autoimmune group have it and I was always just like fuck I I would yeah, I please don't let it be that when you're like oh god. And then I had it and I had to just kind of accept it and get over it. And then also realize like there's so many people that have it. Did you have to go through a sort of period of like 
acceptance. Like I feel, I felt like I had to go through like a little like, yeah, I don't know if I fully accept it. No, I still don't know. I mean, I'm not going to a doctor. I'm like, I'll be fine. I'll, I'll just eat a lot of kale. I got, um, several Lyme labs back and it was like, yeah, you have Lyme. And it was like, no, I should get an eighth opinion. Well, um, it's like we tested your blood and it's just, yeah, Lyme. Yeah. It's actually all you have is like, yeah. So it was interesting though, because I wrote like one of the people that wrote me was Suna. Um, Bill said, she was like, I think that you might have Lyme. And this was like a year ago. Well, and it's like, you're like, could, like go fuck, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Oh, you're diagnosing me too. Yeah. But and she, then they're right. <laughs> yeah. She had a friend that had Lyme and she was like, your symptoms sound a lot like Lyme. I'm like, well, my symptoms sound like a lot of things, which is the hard part about autoimmune disease. And I wrote her a year later and I, I was like, Suna, um, so I found out I was diagnosed with Lyme and um, you were the first person I thought of <laughs> the person <laughs> that told me a year ago, Hey, I think that you have Lyme. Um, You're like, I think you should be a doctor. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So um, get tested for Lyme, everybody. Someone's going to find out they have Lyme from this podcast. From this podcast, for <laughs> sure. Well, I also think it's important to not ignore your body because I think a lot of times we, like, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, how doctors would be, it could just be stress. I think we all have the tendency to write things off as stress too. Sure. It's like, Oh, it's anxiety. I'm just stressed from work. And it's yeah. like, be aware if something's like, yeah, not normal. Yeah. Like, and I feel like chronic illness is so like, just accept it that you're probably, that's the thing when people are like, I'm so sorry you're sick. Ugh. I just want to be like, you will be too. It's like, like it's I feel, coming for all Yeah, no, it's 2017. Like, I feel like there's so many, we put Especially so much the shit food in, in the our garbage, food, our, our air. Body. Like what, what the fuck is a, like a, like a, um, a gusher. Like I was eating that shit when I was younger and I'm like, what are some of these things that I was eating that they don't even look like anything right? that's like in real life. I grew life. up just eating ravioli from a can. Yeah, me too. And I'm like, for sure. Like that's my tick is like, yeah. that gave me, <laughs> I got that arthritis from the chef. From Boyardee. chef. Me too. My parents would feed us like we were so poor. We would eat fish sticks like five nights a week. That's yeah. not fucking normal. No, it's like loaded with chemicals, but you don't or know fish. that. I don't think they knew that then. Like, no, I feel they like didn't. all of this is just yeah, like. Yeah, my parents in the 80s and early 90s like didn't fucking know that. Well, n- knowing what I know about food now, like the idea of having a kid, the idea of having a kid f- for many reasons to me is like, dear God, but like. Right the stress I would put on myself to like feed them would be, yeah, I have, so ne- I have a niece and nephew and it's like, like my, I'll see my brother like giving my niece just fucking like Sonic or something. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not like even all the time that I know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not that invested in their life cause I'm a bad aunt <laughs> um, and we're far away, but I'll be like, I want to, I want to be like, Oh my God, do you know what, what's in that? But I'm like, oh, I don't want to be that person. That's like that. I hated before I started right. knowing everything that I'd be like, yeah, fuck you. And you're like, Oh, you're going to eat that. And I'm like, but even if you eat healthy, I mean, like where we, I wake up every day and I'm in the valley and I just see like all this smog Cloud looking smog, out. Yeah. Poison. I'm on the fifth floor. I just see all this poison I breathe in and like, it's, it's there. It's going to happen. You're probably going to get sick. Like, I'm sorry. That's There's only so much you can people. do. Yeah. But I do like, I turn my bitterness from, Hey, I'm sick and I'm bitter. None of my friends are to, Hey, I'm sick. And I have a leg up on it. Like I have a heads up because I know now in my twenties, whereas I feel like people are slowly going to start getting diagnosed in their thirties and forties with chronic illnesses. Yeah. There's, so, there's like 90 chronic illnesses that you could possibly be diagnosed with. And that's just the ones we know now. Yeah. God knows what's going to like come out of the woodwork. Yeah. 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 Uh. So anyway, so yeah. So, so I do feel like I kind of have a, I, 
I feel like I'm the sick friend that everyone sends their sick friends to. You, I mean, a hundred percent you are. Is yeah. that it's like you become that person. I that, mean, it, it, that's what happens with anything when you're like open about it though. It's like, I don't know, true. like do people, you do depression jokes, do people come up to you and like start talking about their depression? A little and you're bit, like, yeah. I'll get inbox messages from people who are like, I don't mean this in like a negative, but like open micers and stuff are like, I saw your set about depression and it was great. I Thanks. And then all of a sudden like a whole paragraph. Like, listen, my dad, he gave like, and then my <laughs> mom and, uh, and I'm like, I don't, Oh, this isn't what I was trying to do. Yeah. I definitely get, um, it's hey, like, I want to help, but it's like, my, there's so much time and energy. Yeah. I'll get like, Hey, my friend was diagnosed with Lyme. Like, can I send her your way? Or, Hey, my friend was diagnosed with Hashimoto's. Like, is it okay if I give her your email? Totally fine. Here's the thing. Your friend probably isn't going to listen to me. Like I, like I, I think yeah, we talked like, about, you have to get to a place where you're in so much pain that you're willing to listen to people. Oh yeah. Cause I for sure was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. With your fa- fancy diet and your doctors, I'm going to be. And then I was like, I can't get out of bed. Help me. Help me. Like people are like, (laughs) oh, I don't, but I have to give up this and I can't drink for a little bit. And I'm, and I can't like, I'm like, yeah, bitch, you need to fucking give up shit. I was like, cheese. Well, I was like, you, you will get to a point where you're in so much pain. You will eat a goddamn shoelace to feel better. Like if you think it feels better. Yeah. 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 If you, you'll, you'll, you'll drink water and have nothing but like, I don't know, gluten-free bread the rest of your life if if you don't if have you to be in pain. think it feels better. Yes. Have you done any, like, what's the, like, weirdest thing you've tried? Quote, Food weirdest. or treatment. Or just any treatment where you're like, because I feel like I got to a point where, and I'm, nothing I've done is even that weird, but I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm going to fucking hot yoga. Oh, and I like, yeah. which I ended up loving. Cryotherapy. I posted that in our yeah. thing. And the cryo, which, um, Mark was excited about because Eddie Van Halen goes to our cryotherapy <laughs> place. Um, that's amazing. Just um, thinking of him doing self care is trying the most to not age. Thing. Yeah, he's trying to undo every years of drugs. <laughs> Which, by the way, behind you we have a framed picture of Eddie oh Van Halen. God. So he's just trying to get back to that. He's trying to get back to that. Um, that didn't work for me personally. Um, I've done acupuncture. I've done my fair share of coffee enemas. Those I do think are helpful. They, okay. A lot of cancer patients How does do that, them. I can just Google it. it but like, let's, we're on a podcast. Let's talk about it. Is it actual coffee? It's actual coffee. There, do you have to get special coffee? You can get like organic can I just coffee. Like Folgers, like the best uh, part of waking do Folgers. Up is Folgers in your butt. I Sorry, anything- I had to say it. Any folders <laughs> in your butt. Um, I've had a why I've tried all the coffees. Um, there is a special kind that you can get that they use for like cancer patients. It's like specifically it's enema coffee. It's po- supposed to pull like metals and, and toxins and you, you can Google coffee enemas and stuff. Or ca- this makes me feel better patients. about drinking coffee. Yeah. Even You're, though it's not my butt. Not quite the same as going into your butt. Is that just because it's like, because coffee is, isn't it like filled with antioxidants or something? Um, I think it's acidic. Or does it just make things come out? It, it makes, makes things makes come out. Run. Yeah. I think it's a mixture of the caffeine and the coffee bean. But um, you can do a coffee. You can look up coffee enemas for, um, there's even medical grade enema bags and stuff that people use. Did you just do them at home? Like you pump your own butthole full mm-hmm. of... That's, that I won't ask you to go into detail about that, but I still have, you gave me like a care package. I still have my yes, enema like under the thing. And I, I was like, did do that. I'm like I'm so one of these weird. days. No, that was like so nice. And I was like, so I'm weird. never going to be this nice to anyone. I gave you a coffee enema like a year ago. I you was did, like, no, you I was like, this. I was like, I love her that you, it, yeah. but it's still sitting there. Cause I was like, 
I don't know if I'm brave enough for this. It's so interesting. My friend that has Lyme also had uh, her, her doctor prescribed her to do coffee enemas. I don't know. I guess some people use it to lose weight because it moves, you know, stuff it out makes of you. Move. you yeah. Well, that's all I needed to hear. Um, <laughs> I will say that my it, having a chronic illness has made my relationship very serious. And it got serious really quickly. Because... He sees the sick Coffee side of you. Coffee enema, yeah. yeah. Bags like in our bath. No, but like when we first started dating, I like threw up in Mark's car. He had to like take me to an MRI. Oh. Like our, you know, it's like those types of things where it's, and he would just be like, oh, I don't care. And it's like, okay, well I might like throw up in your bathroom or I have to do an enema in your bathroom. <laughs> like so, I'm just gonna be in, your, in bathroom your bathroom a lot. Um, and it doesn't, bother him so that's beautiful i still feel like i'm i'm very new in the relationship i'm in and i've been in other relationships as well but like even knowing i'm sick and i'll be like hey i have this yeah sometimes i'm like sleepy and sometimes i don't feel good but i still have trouble like like i'm trying to like put on the front of like you know like like i won't admit to not feeling good until it's like too late like i'll never just be like oh, it's kind of a crappy day it has to be like I'm not because I I don't know I, do you get in your head about like guilt isn't the right word but it's just like I worry about exhausting the other person or them being like oh I get it you're always sick and I don't know if that's like probably just left over from like my mom or something or well I do feel like it's a, a trump card that we have over everything and I feel like I try not to use it too much because yeah. I had this conversation with Mark when we were arguing and I think he had a bad he had an actual bad day uh for once yeah his and very first bad day so that was really hard for him yeah he I forgot what happened and I was like yeah, well, I'm fucking like sick and like all this stuff. And he was like, yeah, but you're comparing yourself to me. And I realized, oh shit, yeah, I will always win in that argument. Yeah. I will always win. I'm like, you don't have Hashimoto's. You don't have Lyme. You don't have depression. And that's not fair to yes. use that argument against him because it's his life affects him the way that it does. If someone dies in his life or if this happens in his life, it's going to affect him. No, he will never be as sick as me, but he still gets to... But he has his perspective. He has and his like, perspective. Yeah. Everything's different. Like people, everything's a struggle for people differently yeah that was a weird yeah. sentence but and maybe fucking like if someone got fired at his work or like something like that that really affected him and no it's not the same and it will never be the same and i can't compare that is one of the things that i'm working in therapy is like not to yeah well i'm sick like yeah I guess not I'm being always, like oh you think you have it right bad. be like what about me you know right. how hard it is for me yeah that's the thing i have to actively be like oh you have a headache and it's like <laughs> Well, and also like, I mean, not to be like a Kathy comic about men, like about men, but it's like, I feel like healthy men are so like, just like, as soon as they get a little sick, turn into fucking huge babies. Of course, of course. And it's like, I just want to be like, okay, you feel really shitty and I want to be supportive, but I want to, but then there's that part of me, it's like, buck up. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this every day. Right. Women, I mean, our pain tolerance and everything that we have to go through is like absurd. It's Um, crazy. It's crazy. The, the shit that we have to go through, but I do feel like he's allowed to have uh, something triggered when he said, yeah, but you're comparing yourself to me. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Like you'll never win this argument. And I don't want to be in a relationship where I'm like holding that over that. Yeah. So he can never have a bad day. So he can never win. I don't like that. I want, to play i want equal playing fields yeah and it's like you want the person you're with to feel comfortable like right if they're not feeling good you should be someone they can vent to without you being like 
oh, your boss was mean to you. I right. threw up at an audition. <laughs> <Right. laughs> like, but fucking so true. coffee came out of my ass today. Listen. But it um, also is important to have someone who gets it and yes. and understands. Because I know I, I've dated people who like just didn't get it. And it's like, oh, like, what well, you know, you just got to like, you know, they were giving uh-huh. me advice like I was a kid who like skinned his knee. Right. His knee. I make myself a man in conversations. <laughs> and they're like, you know, you just got to like fight through it. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, a kid that like accidentally got hit in the balls. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, they're just like, you know, it's good. Just, you know, walk it off deep breaths. And it's like, I can't, I can't walk this off. Eventually right. I, I, maybe I can't. And it's, do you ever like, this is a bad habit, which I'm, I've gotten better at, but do you ever like, think of how bad it could get and yes. like spiral i'll get crazy i'll be like what if i can't walk in three years it's and terrifying like, mark and i largely don't want kids either he 100 percent doesn't want kids and a part of me is like but wait who's gonna take care of you yeah you're like when i'm dead who's gonna take care of the entire comedy scene when we're on our <laughs> when all of 30s. the women have died of chronic and, illnesses and men like none of us are having like most of us are not having kids um who, yeah. who's gonna fucking take care of all of us it's terrifying it's so scary and i think about that because i've never wanted kids and now i'm with someone that like i don't know if it's them or if it's my body doing the like uh, clock where it's like i don't want a kid but it's like I could have a baby. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, if I wanted to, but I'm like, I don't know where this disorder came from. I don't want to like, just yeah. poop at a kid. Right. Uh, and then be like, Oh, you also have, cause I think about that. Like, like, Oh, like what if I pass this on? And then it's like, Oh, I just brought oh, someone right. into the world suffering. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I definitely, I think about that and just, I don't know. Yeah. I, and, and also like the world is not the best place. I feel like to bring in. I mean, I don't want to like shit on people with kids, but right now I'm like, when people like Beyonce's pregnant, I'm like, okay, well Beyonce's super rich. So I guess she gets a little bit of a pass, but when people are like, I'm having a baby, I'm like, you selfish piece of (laughs) people for the longest time would be like not having kids is selfish. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, look around you. You're bringing a life into a a fire. Hey, listen, we're overpopulated. We don't need to add like pick up a kid like anywhere. You want a kid? That's what I think. That's what I think I would do is if I was ever like super financially, I'll just go because it's like there's so many kids that just have no one. And I'm like, that's so sad. But then I'm like, what if I got a dud? <laughs> yeah. like, hmm, I wanted a scientist. Here, here's the thing is that all of everyone in my family, all of our, all the Mexican kids in my family all have like just a shit ton of hair. We just have like a mop of hair. <laughs> and so I'm nervous. And my niece came out and she is just, I'll show you. She has so much hair. She's, she's literally she's like, like a hairy little cousin baby. it or whatever that thing is. <laughs> is it? Yeah. It or whatever. Yeah. She's just this, like the, all of the hair. She can have <laughs> pigtails at one month old. I and, had a friend um, with a kid like that, and I was like, what? "It looks like he's wearing a toupee." Yeah, What's exactly. Happening? That was all of us, though. My brothers and I all had a ton of hair, and now I'm nervous. That's my main reason is because I'm nervous if I have a baby, um, it's going to come out bald, and I'll just be disowned, and I won't like them. You're like the shame, you yeah. brought shame. Now when I see bald like babies, I'm like, not as good. You're like, Ugh, not as good. Grow up. Can't do your grow up. <laughs> <laughs> grow up. Um, yeah. So I don't think I'll be having, my whole thing is that I can barely, to me, having a kid right now would be to like try and quiet my depression and I don't trust myself with a kid. And I don't think that making a kid would necessarily be better. I think I'd be more depressed. Yeah. And then it's like, then with a kid, it's like, there's so many emotions. I feel like you have to like bury for the kid. You have to be like, 
everything's gonna be fine and then yeah. that'll just make you slowly crazier yeah and i and i i'm not trying to shit on couples that have done that but i of feel course. like there are some people that i know in my life and it's like well our relationship isn't working that good let's, let's have a kid let's bring a life let's into bring, it. yeah oh i know so many people and then you like get that. distracted with the kid but i feel like just knowing me and knowing my depression that it would just it it's not gonna and then i'm like oh work. i don't want that to turn into me like not like just like being mad at the kid, like, oh, look what you've done. Yeah, exactly. I, which I, happens, which is horrible because yeah. that poor kid didn't ask for it. Yeah, and I feel like that probably is what happened with my dad. And I, like, he would, he would, my father would always tell us that he didn't want kids. <laughs> like, why the fuck did you have us? My mom told me she didn't want girls. And I was like, this is good. Yeah. And I was the only girl. And I was like, this seems personal. My dad, <laughs> <laughs> my dad used to talk about how rich he would be if he didn't have kids. And now as I'm older, I'm like, you don't have to fucking have kids. You had three, you had four kids. Actually, yeah. <laughs> you got someone else knocked up, but you had four. You didn't have to. It's Why didn't very you just easy. not have kids? Wear a condom. Okay. Yeah. Look, I'm 28. I've never been pregnant to my knowledge. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It escaped fucking, early if I have. That's yeah. what I was, I'm like, I don't think I've ever been pregnant. I don't. Yeah, me too. It's like, have you ever been pregnant? I am not sure. There was a blood clot. What? Like, I'm not sure. Like, I've had some like pretty heavy, like it was a little heavy periods I wasn't expecting it at a certain Might time. Might have been a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Think a that. week old baby i saw a jelly bean come out i wasn't uh <laughs> um it waved at me and then i flushed it away <laughs> it might have been an eyeball forming i wasn't sure but listen <laughs> the point is i've never been pregnant to my knowledge and it's not that hard well no i'm like i'm like listen i don't need to go into detail about my sexual history but if i haven't been pregnant it's exactly. very easy to not get that's pregnant. exactly how i feel yeah it's actually not that watch i get pregnant a month hey i'm having a baby i'll be there for you i'll be honest about it i'll be like listen um, I didn't think this would happen. I understand I've shit on having a baby and now I'm having one, but here it is. Yeah, no, I think that's how it would be too. But I, yeah. I've always thought that like my pregnancy announcements would be something that are just like, oops. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> just me throwing up in a toilet, giving the camera the <laughs> finger and then the guy just chugging a bottle of whiskey like, oh no. Oh God. Um, this is happening. Yeah. That oh, would God. be if I get pregnant. Do you find, um, do you think having a significant, significant other as you've gone through all of this has maybe made it a little bit easier? 100%. Yeah. It's nice to have um, support. There's no way I'd be living in this apartment for one. This is way too nice. Uh, it is a very me. nice apartment. Wait, this is Mark Ellis money. This is not, uh, um, yeah, I feel like I was so fucking poor when he and I met, um, which is another thing. It's like, oh, it's true love. Or you just want to fuck me and you think I'm hot. <laughs> right? Or you're like, what's happening? Yeah, what's happening here? You'll, you'll put up with my um, my illness and me throwing up in your car and, and, and shitting in your toilet. And I'm um, like, how how much can I get away with? Exactly. Like, how good are my blowjobs? Yes. Can I throw up in your bed? The answer <laughs> is they're great because yeah. he's put up with a lot of shit from me. <laughs> um, and... I feel like he's helped a ton. Um, and I'm pretty honest. I feel like I'm really honest. Like even in our autoimmune group, I'm like, yeah, I can, I, my boyfriend is paying for our rent and therefore I can afford to afford, put my paychecks towards Which is treatment. wonderful. Which is like, that's great. But and I want people to know that. I don't want people to be like, holy shit, how is she affording? I want to be like- She's got so much money. And it's like, it's great because you're always honest about like, you're like, this is pretty expensive. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, 
yeah, this, tr- I forgot what we were talking about. We we're talking about TMS treatment, which is like oh, a yeah. transcranial stimulation treatment that Neil Brennan came on the, t- the daily show and talked about. And what I, do they do? Is that a weird question? Cause no, I they hear put- transcranial, whatever. And I'm like, if, I'm in my head. I'm just like shock therapy. <laughs> That's exactly it. Oh really? Okay. They put electrodes on your head. There's a very <laughs> great NPR episode about it. It's called nine volt Nirvana. Look it up. Listen to it. Cause it talks about how this stimulation of electrodes on your head, the electrodes have to be placed in the right spot because if they're not the opposite of what you want can happen. So you're just going to like crazy depression, crazy depression, no focus. You can't talk like, yeah. So definitely get someone trained. Did you go for mental, like, like stuff that was going on with your brain? Okay. So I remember, um, oddly enough, I forgot how it came about, but I'm pretty sure Neil talked about it on the daily show about how it helped him with his depression, um, significantly like saved his life doing this type of treatment. And then I talked to him and now I go to that same place and they put electrodes on your head and they do a stimulation and it's supposed to help. Um, they do for neurological Lyme. They do it for people with depression. Um, yes. So anyways, it's really fucking expensive yeah it's it's ridiculously expensive it's like it's like yeah okay well yeah neil brennan can do it yeah 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 the rest of us can't well i think some people have it covered by insurance um mine isn't but i wanted to be really honest i wanted to tell people hey listen it's not this is like 400 or no i think the the um fucking x-ray to get it done was like several thousand just oh wow yeah well because people just shell out advice yeah. As if you're just sitting on a pile of money and you're like, right. oh, yes, I will go to India and have my blood transfused. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We must be thinking of the same person because I know someone <laughs> that went to India to got their, yeah, to get their blood Did they cleaned. say anything about that? Did it help them? Or is that like a... I'm sure it did. And I think yeah. it might be illegal here because of, like, you can't do blood. I don't know. There's so many things that are recommended to us that cost thousands of dollars yeah. and so i try to be really honest in our autoimmune group that we're in and just be like look i'm doing this i'm working on this show where i can now put my paychecks towards it and my boyfriend is paying for our rent and that's the only way that yeah. i can do it and i want you to know how much it costs so like in the future if you're able to but if you can't right now you can't but you know know that this is out there and i'm right guinea pigging for you i'm getting penny guinea pigging everything at this point. you really are it's, yeah but, i will do anything i still want to see a voodoo witch doctor i feel like she could take it out of me and put it in that's so funny because i went to someone that neil brennan had gone to for depression that was is just this neil brett neil you're just she's, she's just sort of a i would call her like an acupressure therapist but it's okay. called a Grin- grinberg method and i went to her a few times well, Annabelle had gone to her first because she heard about it from Neil Brennan. Okay. Sent me to this woman because I was in like a depression spiral. And she's like, as a gift, like, please let me send you this woman. Yes. Yeah. Like she refused to not let me go because I was like, just real bad. And then I um, went and saw her a few more times and she's kind of expensive. So I couldn't do it regularly. But even just that, I was like, wow, just pushing on parts of my body. Yes. I mean, it was just like, I guess, acupuncture. But I was like, this is healing. Nuts. Any, anyway, the 
the point is is that neil brennan neil uh, brennan knows is, the top is also treatment. a naturopathic uh wellness doctor yes he's um, guiding he's got his us. license his md he's guinea pig guinea pigging himself i feel like you get to the point where you're like i can't nothing is working and yeah. now i'm gonna start guinea pigging myself and i feel like a lot of autoimmune like he doesn't he has depression but i feel like a lot of autoimmune and chronic illness people do that they They'll get to that anything. point that they're like i don't care you're right like, yeah i'll wear a fucking magic copper hat and yeah. Like, no, exactly. I'll go to India and get my blood. I'll save up all my paychecks, go to India and get my bl- my blood transfused. I'll go to, I'll do anything. And I definitely got to that point. Yeah. Um, I've straight up done things where like most of the internet is like, this is just a scam. And I'm like, well, I'm going to try it anyway. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to wear copper bracelets. Re- <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Reddit can be your friend though. I feel like Reddit, Reddit was something that one of my friends that had Crohn's told me early on was like, I actually found out a lot of stuff about Crohn's on Reddit. And I love reading forums because it's real fucking people talking, so they're talking about, about it. their own experience. It's not just like a random web. Right. Yeah. Here's some things that people do. Yeah. My favorite is to look up my medicine and I highly recommend whenever you get prescribe something look it up because they're going to be a bunch of i mean don't let it frighten you yeah but um there's going to be a bunch of reviews of actual things that have happened to people like this made me throw up this made my hair fall out and just just have it in the back of your head that if your hair farts farts, hair farts. <laughs> if my hair farted out of my head. hair starts falling out hey this was a thing that happened to other people and it's well that's good to know with medicine too because there have been times where like i forget I don't even go, oh, maybe this is a side effect. I go like, oh, it's getting worse. And yeah. it's like, yeah, my tongue is black. And it's like, oh, I have pepto <laughs> It's like, fine. Oh. <laughs> you know, one thing I still haven't tried, which I think is a scam, but I don't know. I'll probably buy it on Amazon when you leave is um, <laughs> one of those foot pads, the like Chinese foot pads that they put on your, you oh, know, and like yeah. all the black, you pull it off and it's all black. Like you put it on overnight. Yeah, I've heard pads, about that. And then it's supposed to like detox and you pull it off and it's all black. Have your- you heard that about onions? Yes. That if you cut an onion in half and like put it in your room at night. Yes. My mom came up to take care of me when I was really sick last month and she put onions in my socks. Oh my God. And I Did they turn here. black? No, but I sat here watching Netflix with onions in my socks. You're like good. It's just full feet smell. Yeah. But my mom also believes that like she can like exercise demons out of me. So that's, she's Catholic. Oh so. yeah. My mom's like a lazy Catholic, but yeah, I, I totally get the Catholic yeah. reference where my it's mom, like, we can just pray it away. And like, yeah, my mom was like, I'm fasting for you today. And I'm, Oh God, uh, you don't need to do that. Uh, you're like, no, 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 don't <laughs> starve on my account. Yeah. We don't need both of us to be sick. Um, that's okay. Fasting I think God will. Yeah. God, God's got it from here, mom. Yeah. It's going to be uh, fine. He, yeah, he has a plan or whatever. You guys are still saying in those churches. Yeah. that w- I used to be religious and I used to go to church out here, which I think is crazy. To I, like- I went to church out here for a little while just out of like, I think it was mostly depression. I was like, I just something. Yeah. I, w- I think it's crazy to like in Hollywood, go to church. What's crazy? I, would- I mean, <laughs> it, it, yeah. Well, it's crazy in general. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah. In Hollywood where it's like, oh, you're still doing that you still believe in something (laughs) well so i would go to church and i was surrounded by like little korean families and it was me there's a lot of korean catholic churches around here and i'm like and it was me and um it was great i was like i don't really you know feel like a community um where i'm like an outsider but um i stopped the thing that got me to stop believing was when i got sick because i was like like, where's god yes because yeah. I, I was like, I'm, I feel like I'm such a good person surrounded by such bad people in our industry that you 
chose to make me sick and you let me get this straight you could snap your fingers at any moment and make me better and you don't yeah and i gave up there was yeah there was a lot of things that happened like by high school because i was like in ccd and i was a lector in church and then i like right before uh confirmation i was like i can't i'm not gonna confirm and my mom was like you're not gonna embarrass me in front of this whole in front of the (laughs) church i was like I'll tell the whole, I'll stand up in front of that church and say, I don't believe in God. Don't make me go to confirmation. Right. Yeah. Cause it's just like you, en- enough things go wrong that you're like, well, I'm not at least at the very least, I'm not blindly believing that this is right. You know? And it's, uh, yeah. Oh, I totally get that. Cause you're like, Oh, oh you, well, I felt abandoned. And I remember times when like, like I said, my hair was falling out and passing it. Like, and, and all the doctors are like, Oh, well it's stress. I'm like, Ugh. I felt so alone in yeah. that moment um wasn't dating anyone so i would literally just come home and like cry into my bed with my hair falling out and like there is no god because nobody is helping me right now there's nothing to help you there's nothing making me and i'm actively trying to go to the hot like going to doctors i'm i'm working like my diet is immaculate i'm not getting better you know and even that even since then i got diagnosed with lyme so it was like another thing on top and i was like there is no like where are you i'm sorry there are actual horrible people in our industry that should be sick and i'm the one that's sick and it, so it was yeah really, there, i mean we're surrounded by people who are just terrible people and they keep moving up oh that's the thing is that i mean like they're really they're actively like awful people think yeah have committed like sexual assaults on people like like in our community that we know and keep moving up or stolen like stolen jokes or stole like yes you know, and it's like oh wow you're being rewarded and here i am like just working your ass sicker, off and you're like sicker. i'm just dying yeah and i'm just dying and so uh i think that's another reason i'm in therapy is like coming to terms with that and yeah that like just having to go like oh it's it's not gonna be fair like i yeah, don't it's not gonna be fair yeah and just having to be like yeah i mean acceptance is so hard mm-hmm. but like i feel like it's an ongoing process to try to be like all right this is just is what it is i think that's a little bit of an advantage I mean, I guess it's a silver lining with something like a chronic illness where like, I think you learn to accept that life just is the way it is. It's it's so hard. Like quicker, but it's still hard to do. Yeah. Like one thing that I do, um, Mark's dad was an oncologist. Um, and he, oh, I didn't know that. yeah. So he was diagnosed with cancer when he was 19 and that was like in the sixties back when it was, you know, it was, you could, the, you everyone could on the corner like, didn't have, yeah, 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 yeah. They didn't really know how to treat it. He, lived through his treatment ended up deciding to dedicate his life to that which is amazing yeah and his mom actually wrote a really good book about it which i gave to my mom and she loved it but um, his dad became an oncologist the cancer came back uh when like uh maybe about eight years ago and Uh then his dad passed away and for me it was like my dad is a piece of shit my dad's a meth head and like, my, dad, <laughs> my dad is still alive mark's dad was trying to like save people that can't like and ended up dying from cancer and my dad is fucking around on women and like it and it's so like life isn't fair and it's so hard coming even now i'm t- like i still haven't fully come to terms with it yeah i, I mean it's like do you ever or do you just get to a point where you can I like know. i guess we'll see yeah. It's just an ongoing, like, does acceptance come? And then I think about that, like, even in terms of, like, the five stages of grief and stuff, how, like, they're... And then acceptance. And I'm like, if you actually just accept everything, what do you... Yeah. Do I... Am I going to keep working on things if I'm just I like... I know. Ah, or do I just... Do you just float off into the woods? 
And you're like, I've accepted. Yeah. <laughs> just, I'll just magically ascend into a well here's the thing because like the title of your podcast and i feel like there is something about people who are ignorant yeah stuff well i I mean i always say that like i i firmly believe that depression is a side effect of intelligence i agree people don't like when i say this but sometimes i'm like i think suicide is a side effect of intellectual evolution probably because you're just like uh, people get to the point where they're like why yeah you know like well what's There's, the point right uh which is horrible no but i feel like happy people at times think about it like think about the happy people in your life do you kind of think they're dumb yeah we kind of think they're dumb because it's like how are you happy how you can know? you like see what's going on and be happy or they're just so good at filtering things out which is just insane to me yeah oblivious it's I, like it's not even yeah i guess it's not even necessarily like like intellectually from an iq standpoint they're stupid but like ignorance yeah. Well, I, and you know, I'm do a lot of like hosting stuff in the nerd world and all of the characters who are kind of like happy go lucky, good. Like people think they're stupid. Yeah. Like, people don't see it. Like, like people relate to villains. Like they're, they're seen as more intelligent. They're yeah. seen as more, we don't relate to like, I had this conversation before about like Superman. It's like, Oh, he's fucking like, he puts on glasses and then people like, he's, he seems he's like not, a big he's, dumb idiot. He's one dimensional. We see yeah. a lot of these characters, happy characters as one or, pure characters or whatever and mine is like you can see next to me i have a dragon ball z uh yeah. thing goku the main character is the strong he's he's happy and everyone thinks he's an idiot he actually is an idiot and so it's like <laughs> happy people in comics are kind of like you're one dimensional there's nothing to you we don't relate to you yeah and i feel like people re- that's why when the dark knight came out everyone's like oh my god this is the best movie ever like i relate to this character who's complicated and doesn't really want to save but kind of does and like uh, we relate to characters that are darker and depressed yeah and, like, we relate to them better i feel like yeah, than one dimensional like happy i want to save the world it's like i don't i don't relate to someone that that is pure that you could okay to want to save the world and then to just go out and be like all right gonna save the world yeah. it's like yeah i want to save the world too but then i try to like have a conversation with one person that i can like help have a better <laughs> like, day and i'm like oh, i gotta take a nap right or sometimes you have conversations with sometimes i see stuff going on and i'm like yeah i'm okay if the world ends actually yeah. i don't well, think like, that we deserve to be saved even though like i don't know for lack of a better term like the practice of becoming more woke mm-hmm. like just like being in tune with what's going on socially because and, and that's part of where this podcast came from was that like i sort of was just like dumb and shut off to the world i was like well don't watch the news and it won't be sad and like really diving into like like the black lives matter movement and mm-hmm. like learning about like really learning to see like oh this is how you know people right. of other circumstances see the world is like draining oh it's you think you're gonna like can't get it out of your head yeah it's with you forever yeah you're just like you just have to know that and you're like oh god yeah and it just seems like yeah it's it's with you forever and it's kind of something that will continue to upset like for me it's something that continues to anger and upset me to the point where it's like sometimes you do need a break yeah uh, because it becomes debilitating where it's like you want to help and it's like but it can become so emotionally overwhelming. And I think the access to information we have, like, I don't think we've evolved to process getting so much. It's too much too quickly. Yeah. So it's like, even if you want to help you just like, it's so emotionally overwhelming that you just get like 
stunted and you can't even move. Well, and one thing will happen and then another thing will happen and it's like in the same day and it's like, oh my God, I don't even, and I'm exhausted. Like when everyone was marching and protesting, which I think is so important and I'm like, yeah. I'm sick. Like I'm already, and I'm out like trying to, you, you know, know like fight I'm for minority physically- women's rights. And I, Derek Lemos, who's a, a comic, had a yeah. really good, he texted something to me because he was like, how are you doing? I think some of my posts, everyone's like, are you okay? Yeah. yeah. Um, I was like, I don't have the energy I to get fight anymore. I can't do this. Like, I, I can't even get out of bed. Like, I'm so, and he was like, listen, you can tap out. We, the re- You can tag out. Like, you can tag you can someone. You can rest tag someone else like you it's not all on you you don't have to save the world well that's exactly. a hard thing for me is to just go like it's okay to take a break there's gonna be i mean with small things that's hard group projects i'm like i right. don't trust anyone to get this done <laughs> so it's like oh if you know like oh if i don't go to the airport who will defend these right. immigrants and it's right. like all these other people. And then it's yeah. finding the gray area of not letting be like, that's eh, taken care of. Yes. But it was, it was so interesting because I do feel like a lot of my friends are getting overwhelmed where they're just having to deal with this every single day. And I mean, again, it's like a privilege to even be like, Oh, I'm not going to look at the news or I'm not. Cause sometimes yeah. Mark will say that I'm like, you're not fucking affected. Like that's such a privileged thing. Like you to don't be have like, to look at the news. You're yeah, a white some man. People, yeah. Some people, even if they don't look at the news, like this is going to affect their lives. Yeah. And so, but for me, it was just like, I have, I'm so upset and I'm so angry and I'm, do, I'm trying to do so much. And Derek was like, you can tag out and we will still be here. Like that type yeah. of thing. And well, I was it's like, also okay. knowing that like the people who know you, aren't going to be like, Oh, you're not, she's not doing it. You're a bad person. Like I think it's the trusting that people won't think you've crossed over the dark side, which sometimes I don't trust that. Like, I think it's like, Oh, if I don't post about this issue, people are going to think I love Trump or something. (laughs) I think, um, I think you and I come from like slightly different. So backgrounds where like my grandparents were Mexican immigrants. So I don't think, I mean, but even, even in, I will say even in my group, I see sometimes like I'm in some minority groups or like, um, women of color groups and people of color groups. And sometimes we even attack each other. And I'm like, guys, like we're (gasps) the infighting. I find allies. Yeah. This is so, uh, I tried to, yeah, I tried to verbalize that. It's it just a waste a of energy. It well, because it's lot. you do you. I see this thing where like, uh, th- I see a lot uh, white women getting shamed for like, oh, now you guys want to help, like with the women's march mm-hmm. when there was like, which I yes, I understand the anger a hundred percent, but I was kind of like, hey, can we get to that once we get like right. accomplish the big thing and then we can be like, hey, by the way, fuck you guys. <laughs> like, yeah, it's such an interesting argument because right now we haven't gotten, we haven't reached our goal. Like, It's that, like band together, worry about the like minute stuff later. The the one thing that I do remember is that whole thing that happened with Steve Martin when he was like talking about Carrie Fisher when she died about how beautiful or whatever. And everybody, oh, like, she's for not, fuck's oh, sake. Oh, you see her as, she's more than beautiful. And it was like, one, he fucking knows her. Yeah. Like, this is his friend. It's also like, it's okay for a woman to be beautiful. Right, yeah. But also it's like, you <laughs> This, she's not your you don't fucking know her the way that he knows her he's allowed into this he's allowed he he knew her for decades he's yeah. really like like he's allowed to respond if i were like jessica michelle was like a beautiful woman and like he's allowed to respond yeah. and he's also a goddamn ally let's not attack someone who has been openly 
uh, like I think he's producing a show that has like LGBT people in it. Like he's he's very he's an ally. Why are we attacking someone who's one of our allies? Let's yeah, attack because let's save like, our energy for someone that deserves it. Yeah, that actually is opposed is to what us. we're doing. Yeah, yeah, because it's just like then that causes people to shut down and it's like okay this person used words you're not happy with but they have the right cause in mind it's like he has a huge platform and a great voice like and then if you're gonna like make him be like you know what i'm just not gonna tweet anything because i don't know i don't want to offend anyone and then you sort of lose yeah that person yeah but also i just feel like yeah i feel like there's a lot of infighting and i hate it i hate it it makes me exhausted and then i start being like Instead of focusing on the issue, I'm like, right. what are you guys doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a lot of like inner chaos. Yes. Yeah. But I will say that, yeah, I feel like I can take, I can take a break. I think at times people, um, it's so interesting for me because um, I guess I have somewhat of a reputation. I feel like online that people think that I hate men. And, like, and I do. No, but it's like. But I'm like, I literally fuck a dude like. At least every other night. Yeah, you're not the um, kind of person that's like, like hissing at men I'm in the fu- streets. It, or white men. I get that a lot. Like, you, why do you hate white guys so much? Well, I'm like, well, I suck one's dick like regularly. So I don't know if I hate them as much you're as like, you I think. can talk about the cultural struggle yeah. and like the privilege of white men. It doesn't mean I hate everyone. Right. Exactly. Well, people are so quick to like, <gasps> like, you, you know, say anything that like mm-hmm. they identify with. And it's like, oh, of course. They take it personally. And it's yeah. like, well, you know, like maybe this isn't specifically about you. I or- find that so interesting whenever like Vanessa Gritton, I think, did something where she was joking about like, hey, a uh, new female comics like when the guy asks you to work on jokes or come over to his place, he's trying to fuck you. And the amount of men who were like not me exactly then it's not about you you. then you don't need to respond because now you seem like you relate to it a little too much yeah then it's like so defensive what well do you need to say that because you've invited a bunch of girls over to write yeah it's like if someone were like um i don't know like it like i've made a joke about like movie reviewers like sucking and somebody like got really of course my boyfriend's in the movie review world and so it was a <laughs> fucking joke i made a joke about how movie reviewers hate movies movie critics hate movies yeah and it was a fucking joke and this one guy got so fucking angry and i'm like if someone were like uh all writers suck i wouldn't be like hey wait a second um i don't suck and let me talk to you about it like i'm You're like, like just keep not sucking yeah like, <laughs> i would i would not get offended because i don't relate to it it's just so people get so bogged down with the like having to defend yeah I'm like, I, mean, I see that with like feminism too which is like i hate saying because it's like i'm a feminist but when people spend all their energy talking about how women can do they're like I, you know just because i'm a woman i doesn't mean i can't do anything and, and it's like okay that's great like it's important to point out but also like also go do it yeah is that again it's like yeah you're, you're just as funny as men so just get on stage just right show you don't yeah. always have to tell and it's yeah. like i don't know it's endless. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, but I'm, t- I'm, I'm really tired of the infighting and I yeah. feel like I see that a lot. And now I guess I got to the point where I have, I don't even have the energy. No, so. well, it's like, I just, and then, and then I wonder if I, I, I don't know if the, there's a little bit of like guilt of like, am I completely tapping out? Cause I just, I'm like, I don't, I feel like if something angered you enough, you I would tap care. back in. I'm like, yeah. hang on, let me tap back in. I'm ready to come. Okay, For sure. I'm like ready. as soon as I open Twitter, I'm like, I'm back. <laughs> What'd you say about women? Hang on. Tapping back in. Uh, what? Yeah, me needing them. I'm like, What'd I need to take about a Mexican break. People? Tapping back in. Uh, <laughs> excuse <back>. me. <laughs> right? Well, it's like, and, and I always, and I like, it, and I don't know if it's just like ego giving me like a white guilt self-importance of like, because I'm obviously a white person, 
But I feel you like don't say <laughs> surprise. <laughs> but I came from like Alaska is like real like rednecky. My whole family's Republican, and I've just like learned a lot and had my eyes open. It's things that I like. I was never like quote I was never racist in the way that white people go like I was never I'm not racist you know but like you see all these things that like white privilege kind of blinds you to yeah and so I feel like I walk this line of like wanting to share with my ignorant friends about like what's going on and like I do I do see friends on like my friends are like oh white people don't understand and then I always want to be a voice it's like yeah they don't but like they're it's also because they're a victim of the system so like Try, I mean, obviously, it's like you try to explain and then people are like crazy racist. Like, yeah. I'm not saying it's like they just need a hug, you know, <laughs> but like I always feel this like and I guess it's not pressure, but I'm like, uh, I feel like I have to be you a have bridge to stand up for oh. even standing up for white people. It's like, yeah. like I want to be like, I, it's like I want to get in between. And be like, OK, hang on. Let's just. Just give them a second. Yeah. Give these dummies a second. Mm-hmm. They're they're, they're just, they are dumb. You're right. Like, yeah. they don't know, which is also a blanket statement. I just like, because I know how ignorant I have been and still am, I like have this like little bit of faith of like, I think there's a lot of people that just don't realize how privileged they are. They're blinded to it. Let's like try to talk to them yeah. in, in a way that they'll be receptive so we can get them on like, yeah, to see where you're coming from. I, but it's hard. <laughs> feel that way. Yeah. I never feel well, the need, but, but that's fine. Like I never, yeah, I would say that we're different in that. Like I never feel the need to, to, to be like, well, not all like, you know, well, no, of course. And no, 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 no. But, um, but I did, did notice when I was, would be like talking to Mark and even when I'm talking about guys and I'm, and he'd be like, well, not all men. I'm like, you can't say not all men. Like, just don't, just say don't that. say it. Just don't say it. Um, and I was like, well, of course not all men. Like we know that, or of course not all white people, but, yeah. but it distracts. And so I had this whole conversation with him about when, like, let's say a woman comes forward about sexual assault and he's like, well, not all male comment. And I'm like, of course not all. And we're all very aware of that. Yeah. Like when, nobody thinks but you, that, but you are distracting from the conversation or trying to invalidate it by, yeah. by distracting by saying, well, not all dudes. And like, but this is enough dudes, enough dudes enough that it's like, people. well, it's, I don't or remember enough- who, who this was, but it's, um, someone talked about how, and it's like an, an older quote about how like, yeah. And it came from like the black community and I, I, some civil rights leader, but I, I don't know who it was, so I don't want to like misquote it, but like about how it's like, yeah, we know not all white people are awful. Right. But if you had, if you just opened up a floodgate of like 10,000, if there was like a room full of like 10,000 rattlesnakes, but you're like, like 10 of them aren't going to bite you. Like I'm not going into that room. Right. Like, right. Yeah. So it's just like, it's important to talk about. Cause like you need to know, people need to know that they yeah. have to be careful. Like, yeah. Yeah. This took a weird turn. It did. It, it was took just about an chronic illness. Well, I think we were talking about energy. Yeah. I was talking about how I felt like I didn't have the energy to stand up for things or keep doing those Which things. can be frustrating. Which can be frustrating, but also like, I don't know. Yeah. I think I needed to tap out at times. You have to, because then it, it becomes cyclical, you know? It's like yes. you try to stay in, you're going to get more sick. Yeah. Because I still am of the mindset that like, I, people don't know anything like they're still so unclear about where autoimmune disorders come from. Yeah. I feel like that it's like, and there's still a part of me that believes that like some of them or some of it is, I think it's related to emotional suppression or just like, which maybe sounds like crazy and hippie to some people, but I think there really is some correlation between like, like trauma as a child or just like 
keeping your emotions pressed in and then like it manifests in physical ways. And I think for sure. Yeah. Well, for me, I just like when, when I did accept or slightly accept that I had (laughs) Hashimoto's, I was like, fine, but I'm going to still kick fucking ass. Yeah. Like if you look at my thing, it's like, Oh shit, she's doing so much, uh, for being sick. Like that, I, that is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Then I'm going to be the most famous person with Lyme, which I don't think is possible because I think there's a bunch of famous people that have Lyme. But I'm going to be one of the most successful. I'm going to go and accept my award and be like, these are for all the people that have Lyme. And like, Like I'm going to work hard despite it. I'm going to work despite it. And then I want to be like, a lot of people don't know this, but Sophia Vergara, she had thyroid cancer. She actually talked about how she had radiation where she had to have like a nurse, like giving her food through a little slot. She had to have her thyroid removed and she's like fucking hot and beautiful like nobody knows this about her and like one except of the most me, working who, people yeah except that you're for, like who else has this who else has thyroid else has issues thyroid? yeah that, that's my thing because sometimes you have to see um zoe zaldana is another person out of hashimoto well, that helps you because you're like this person is, is continuing they look good and they're sick well because it's a lot a lot of times you get a diagnosis it happens with like autoimmune disorders and you know any type of physical illness and i think with mental uh illness too where it's like then you like you like make that your identity or it can just yes. be this thing where you're like this is the this end. is my life now or this you're like i'm now. just the depressed person yeah and it's like no that doesn't have to be every aspect of you right like, they're just like it's good to see examples of it's like okay you can like continue to be a living lively person yeah a living lively person well now i feel like because i used to feel like i was just the sick girl and now i feel like i'm someone that people know has a chronic illness but is also doing a lot of you're shit. like i'm just this person who happens to have an illness versus right. being like the ill person, the Ill person. I which is what i did too in our group i feel like in like i was the sick person for a while and i think it was because i didn't know what was going on and so my posts were so desperate well, because when i look back scary. at it it was scary yeah and i was fucking poor i was so i'm still poor but Again, I have a roof over my head thanks to someone. And and so it was fucking scary to be so ridiculously poor and sick. Because here's the thing. When you come to L.A., it's like, you know you're going to be poor. Fine. I signed up to be poor. I signed up to work three jobs and try and make it out here. I didn't sign up to be sick. didn't sign up to be sick. Yeah. That's the difference is a lot of our friends are poor and it's like, get over it. Fine. I can do that. I can't do it sick when I'm missing work, when I'm throwing up. I can't afford to eat like... Or get the nutrients I need. Yeah. Or even paying for fucking medication. Yeah. Today I got medication. It was like $80. That's a lot of money. Yes. And so it's like, yeah, I signed up to be poor. I didn't sign up to be sick. And yeah. so that was, the, that was the, the thing that caught me off guard when my posts were getting so desperate. I think people were like, she needs help. Yeah. And well, and it's just like, it's frustrating too, because you're going through it. And I feel like there are people who are like, yeah I like I get that you're sick but like can you talk about something else yes. and you're like no yeah. like I'm scared like, right no I can't be like oh, did you see the Patriots game or whatever yeah. it's like yeah. Yeah, no like my hair's falling out <laughs> like sorry I don't want to chit chat yeah it's so funny my friend that had Crohn's I thought the same thing it was like we get it you have Crohn's it's so funny until you go through it until you're you like through it and I'm like how are you but how's the treatment doing did it work did it end up working because like, I, I want to know everything with, yeah with autoimmune things and I'm like mm-hmm. yeah I get it which by the way that friend just sold her first screenplay and <gasps> the movie is her she Hooray! has a movie that's being made that's going to be hitting theaters and I'm like holy fuck you became someone like yeah. you can do this you yeah. can be sick and become someone it's not like a sentence yeah. where you're like i'll just lay in bed and slowly die right forever. and i think that you might shift i think her her story is about a girl who thinks that she's dying it's called hope springs eternal yeah it's coming out has a really cool cast and it's about a girl who 
uh, thinks that she ha- or has cancer, thinks that she's going to die and then ends up not dying. And then lives. And so, which is, is such your- an interesting, yeah, it's like you maybe did all these things or broke up with people or hooked you're up like, with this people. Is the end. Like, and then you're this like, this is it. And then you end up living. So that's her movie that got that's picked up. brilliant. And it's going to be in theaters. Yeah. So anyways, I love that. and she has Crohn's. Oh and I'm God. sorry, Stephanie, that I said I didn't want to hear about your Crohn's anymore. That's scary. <laughs> well, because it is like, well, and even even on the other, like being on the other side now, like I also get where people can get frustrated because being the person with the chronic illness talking to someone, it's like sometimes you just want to vent. And then it's like, there's moments where like Connor will be like, uh, ah, I'm sorry, I don't really know what to say. And yeah. then I have moments where I'm like, Oh, what do I think that you're going to say? Like nothing right. you say is going to make me happy. Like, yeah. Cause he's like, I'm sorry. It's like, Oh, well you're sorry. It doesn't help. Or <laughs> you, you know, and like, so I'm like, Oh, you're right. I just need to like get it out of my system. Yeah. Which Mark- he's great with. He just always is like, I don't, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Uh, I'm just here. He's like, um, I'll be here for you. What can I do? But it's like, yeah. Oh yeah, I get, cause I remember being on the side of it being like, uh, yeah. Maybe take. Wow, him. you're dying. Um, it is hard to be like. Yeah. Um, uh, just uh, feel you, better. Yeah. And then and and then on the other side when people do that you're like ugh yeah. yeah okay I'll just feel better I'll just get better. Mark used to say things would get better or like uh, I don't know he and I'm like you can't say that because you don't know that so you know or your health like this is just a like you know so now he says um, I'm not going anywhere think that's super helpful I and we're that. in this together like we're gonna get through like we're gonna do it and yeah that, those two things have helped those two things are so so simple it's so helpful i'm not going fine okay yeah you're going through this it, another thing is just being like i'm sucks. here with you yeah just acknowledging it. that it sucks it doesn't have to have a silver lining where it's like it'll be okay yeah or you're just like you know, it's like, no, we can just be like, this is shitty. This is shitty. You have to go through this, but I'm not going anywhere. It's like the best thing you could tell someone that's sick. Cause yeah. it's acknowledging that it's shitty. There's no silver lining. A lot of times people that are sick don't want you to be like, well, this is shitty, but look on the bright side. It's like, there's no fucking there bright side. There is not a bright side. Yeah. Getting cancer. Like let that person find their bright side if there is one, but don't yeah. fucking try and give it to them. No. Like, God forbid. Yeah. Like, well, and it's nice to hear from someone that like is helping you through it that like, they're going to stay because especially yes. like I have abandonment issues. So for you to be like, this isn't going to make me run like uh, peace out. Sorry. You're going like, through this. I'm here for you. Connor's I'm, literally been like, if it gets to the point you can't walk, I'll carry you on stage. Uh, in one of those baby carriers and you can just do stand up. <laughs> like, That'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, hand me the mic. Yeah. Girl, bring it to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mark is always like, I'm not Mark has even said like, if you and I don't work out, which is realistic, I feel like life happens, life happens. And, and, and since I had a divorce, I don't really believe that things last. Cause I thought that was going to last. And now, yeah. and so he's like, even if we break up, like I'm still going to be, and I think that's just from seeing how much shit I've gone through. And I he's still going to support up. you and be there for you. Yeah. And like, yeah, which is so great to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, a plan B plan b use it don't have kids okay yeah. uh any last uh i feel like we could wrap up we talked about a lot any final um any thoughts any things you want to share um you know try not to make uh, make suggestions <laughs> to people that are sick in your life um and and know that everyone's body reacts differently to things yeah maybe. i feel like that's-, that's the when people are like well i just took a pill cool great yeah, I probably took that pill two years ago and didn't work for me. So yeah. let's just move on. Um, yeah, I feel like there's a, a thing called individualized 
medicine, which means like what works for some bodies is not going to work for all bodies. Yes. So I love that. That's important. Mm hmm. Um, this has been great. Anything you want to plug? Yes. Um, if you are into nerd things, check out my show on Yay. Hyper RPG. It's um, Ify Wadiwe, who's another comic, and I do a live show Saturday nights at 5.30 p.m. on Twitch uh, covering Yay. Dragon Ball Z and all nerd things. And um, we have a podcast, and you can follow me at Ms. Danny Fernandez. Yay. All right. Uh, that was uh, our conversation, and uh, you guys are great. Thanks. There you go. Chronic illness and autoimmune disorders with Danny Fernandez. Follow her everywhere. She is one of the funniest people on Twitter uh, and also just in life. So check her out. If you like the podcast and you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. I can't tell you how much that really helps. It uh, It's just so helpful to any podcast you listen to, really. Um, but more importantly, mine, because I'm asking. So please uh, share this with your podcast friends. No share this podcast with your friends this is what i get for trying to go on a script you guys share this with people everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes myself included you guys know that you heard the episode boy am i an idiot um if you want to see me live i will be at the ontario improv in ontario california not canada tonight when this comes out wednesday march 8th uh just to be sure if you're listening on the wrong day 8 p.m I am doing just, uh, I'm doing a set and Connor McSpadden, my very funny boyfriend, is uh, headlining a show and he was nice enough to give me a spot. Uh, how friendly of him. It'll be real funny. He's super funny. The lineup's great. So come to that if you're in Ontario. Uh, if not, if you're in Los Angeles, I'll be at the Comedy Store this Sunday, March 12th at 9 p.m. is when the show starts in the original room along with Jeff Ross, Neil Brennan, Bobby Lee, and uh, more. Lots of funny people and also me who uh, is also funny, and I will make you laugh. Um, and then this is South Africa month, so Goliath Comedy Club in Johannesburg, March 16th through the 18th, Cape Town Comedy Club, March 20th, and then the 22nd through the 26th. And then I will be back in Johannesburg for the Johannesburg, <coughs> Lord, the Johannesburg International Comedy Festival, March 31st and April 1st. You can follow at Blessed Podcast on Twitter. <coughs> Sorry, you guys, on Twitter to stay up on me just tweeting about when there's podcasts and maybe more. Um, and please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. If you have additional questions about any guest or a topic you'd like to hear covered and or someone specific to interview or you'd like to complain about the fact that I'm clearly avoiding clearing my throat again, uh, you can tweet it at me at JMS Comedy or message me on my Facebook fan page facebook.com slash jessica michelle singleton all one word i will do my best to deliver whatever i can ah <sighs> just for you because i care the more we ask the more we learn the more we know and the more we know the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are and that is the point isn't it thanks for listening and thanks for being patient with my ignorance as always see you soon idiots Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.